Welcome to Don't Hold Back Podcast with your host, Ichiko Batmonk, founder of Don't Hold Back and a professional life and mindset coach. She's sharing transformational coaching journeys. We have thoughts, feelings, and emotions, but we are not our thoughts, feelings, or emotions. Are you curious about exploring and experiencing how you can unleash your full potential and passion? It all starts with you, and you are meant to live the life you desire. The purpose of this podcast is to introduce you to a coaching journey and what is available for you. Hope you get inspired and take action accordingly. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much, Joanna, for being on my podcast. I'm so excited to have you. And today, we're going to work on and talk about mindset, how the mindset is going to help you to achieve your goals. So please welcome, Joanna. I'm so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So share um, tell us about yourself a little bit, who you are. Yes. My name is Joanna Zamowski, and I am the founder of Soulscaping. It's a boutique transformation and portrait studio. So I'm a high performance and transformation coach. I mainly work with women entrepreneurs to help them up-level their business, up-level their mindset. And I'm also a portrait photographer. So I like to say that I also help coach my clients without ever saying a word by having them step in front of the camera, because it's also a great way to truly test your mind (laughs) and also the way that you show up. And especially as entrepreneurs, we need to show up in front of the camera and we need to do it with confidence. So it's also one of the uh, tools that I use to help coach women business owners uh, as well as executives. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you. So what is mindset for you? What is your definition of mindset? Mindset is the way that you use your mind and emotions. You know, we go to the gym in order to work on our body. So we do physical fitness. But what do we do to actually keep our mental and our emotional fitness? And so that's where mindset comes into play. And as we grow throughout life, we need to work on those mental muscles as well as the uh, physical ones. Lovely. Thank you. So what about vision? What is vision for you? Vision is the overall picture, seeing things in a different perspective, whether that's goals, whether that's your future, but it's, it's seeing things as a larger whole and uh-huh. having a target for what it is that you want to create. Yeah, yeah. And so tell me, uh, share with us about your vision and then also like, how do you achieve your vision? I'm so excited to know about that. Yeah, I'll go back to why I even got into coaching in the first place. And that was because I had been through my own traumas and tragedies that just were weighing me down, were controlling every area of my life. And you don't even realize how one event in your life can control how you show up everywhere. And it it was in relationships. It was in um, my career, in my business, in everything. And so I went through... A seminar that helped me to release all of that to help me get back control of my emotions, of my mindset, and actually showed me how to direct my mind. And that's when I decided to be a coach because my mission and my vision for that is really to help women release their pain and their suffering because they're carrying so much uh, around with them. And as I said, it's showing up in all these different areas and they don't even realize it. And so whenever I work with a client, I always look for where is that, that spark that turns back on again, that release of whatever it is that she was holding on to. And it's just this freedom and this liberation that happens 
when that spark gets turned on. So that's that's kind of my vision. And I love to do that, like I said, with, with the camera because I see the same thing in front of my camera when all of a sudden she just lets go. And yeah. she starts to own who she is. And it's just, it's such a beautiful, beautiful sight. And so that's, that's my vision is to reach as many women as I can to help them to release that and to start owning who they are. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that because I can totally relate to it. I remember myself, like when I was starting my coaching business, like, oh my gosh, it was terrifying, especially like getting on the camera. Like, like you said, like the little things kind of show up, like, you know, there are a lot of blocks that I had and I had to heal and let go and forgive all the things in order to move forward. And otherwise it's just holding me back, you know, which is why I have this podcast. Yeah. 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 And and you don't, like I said, you don't realize it because they're, they're subconscious blocks. Right. And so it were things that either happened when you were a child or it could be in the, the previous years, but Usually it goes back to, you know, your first seven years of childhood where all of that gets, get the foundation gets set through our environment. And Mm -hmm. so it's just, it's what we've always known. So we don't even realize how, what we've always known and how, what we, how the way that we've always done things Mm -hmm. is holding us back. So lovely. So what I'm hearing you say is really like, how do you achieve your vision is really healing yourself so you can unleash yourself, right? Yeah, it's, it's, I I put it in it kind of into three different stages. And the way that I work with someone is the very first stage is we're looking at uncovering what's going on. So what is the story that you're telling yourself? What Mm -hmm. is the identity? Who do you believe that you are? Mm. um, Also, what are the needs that you're looking to fill? And so once I can uncover, uncover all of that, then we can start to work on actually transforming it. And then from there, once we work on the transformation, then it's about owning who you really are. And sometimes that's just letting go of who you're not because you've been told that you need to be that way. And that's mm-hmm. not actually who you really are. And so there's, you know, once, once we can uncover what you've been taught and then with look at where you're going and who you need to be, we need to merge that gap. And so that's, that's where I really work with women and, and that's why the photo sessions work so well as well, as well, because you have to step into either who you are or into a, an identity mm-hmm. that you're not using fully yet. Yeah. Lovely. So what do you mean when you say like who you are not? Yes. So as I just mentioned, those first seven years of our life, we are shaped by our environment, by our parents, by our siblings, um, teachers, any sort of religious figures as we're growing up, we're constantly being told to do this, don't do that. If you behave this way, you get this. If you don't behave this way, you know, then this happens. Mm-hmm. And so we start to learn all of these subconscious rules. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is it's subconscious programming mm-hmm. that then starts to develop as we grow older. Mm-hmm. Now, once we become adults, you know, how much of that is really ours to own? We need to make a decision. And we need to continually look at who we're being. And mm-hmm. just as you upgrade your software and your computer and you put in new updates, we need to do the same thing with ourselves. And we, do, we need to look at, okay, what's been working for me? Is this still true? Because sometimes it's not anymore. Maybe it worked for you five years ago, 10 years ago, but it doesn't work for you today. Or it's not going to help you to get to where you're going. 
And so we need to look at our own identity, our own beliefs, our own values. And, you know, like I said, who we believe we are, how we, how we meet those needs, because if we don't do that, then we just keep coasting through life the same way that we've been doing. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So true. Thank you. What do you do? Like when people really don't believe their vision um, becomes alive. Can you elaborate on that? Like expand on that? Sure. Like, you know, for example, so we're talking, since we were talking about the vision, right? So like a lot of people have an amazing big vision and in the beginning of the year, they're so excited and like, but at the same time, they just don't believe because the vision is just too big and they just don't believe they can have the things they want. For example, like car, I don't know, like house or million dollars so like even though they they want that the big vision all at the same time they just don't believe that so what do you think they needed to do in order to step into their own power to get what they wanted yeah so it usually comes back to their identity and who Mm -hmm. do they believe they are and who do they believe that or what what do they believe they can do but at the same time this is kind of where i'm gonna go off track with what a lot of personal development experts teach, which is you have to believe in your vision. I'm going to say that actually you don't. And, um, and I'm an example of this because Uh you don't have to believe that it's going to happen, but if you take the actions to make it happen, it'll happen anyway. (laughs) I'll give an example of this. So when I first started my portrait photography business, I set up my, my pricing to what I wanted it to be, uh-huh. but I did not believe in, in any way that when I get like my first clients that they were going to purchase those higher packages. And so my, I still remember to this day, my very first client and we were going through her, her, her photos and every step of the way I first, I didn't think she was going to show up for her, her session. She came in through a Facebook ad. Um, I didn't think she actually, I didn't even think she was going to answer her phone when I called her back. I didn't think that she was going to enjoy her session. I didn't think that she was going to buy anything more than like one or two photos from me. And she like destroyed every single one of those beliefs, every step along the way. And going into the sales session, I was just hoping that she was going to buy the smallest thing on my price list. And I was, I said to myself, if she gets, you know, that, that smallest package that I have, I'm going to be super happy. And we're going through the entire sales session. And then she tells me, she's like, you know, I really loved this session. I did it for myself. I did it to feel good about myself and to bring back my confidence again, which I totally got. And I'm about to get a tax refund. So I'm going to go with the largest package. And I just sat there and I almost fell off of my chair because I, like I said, I did not believe it every single step along the way. And I didn't think it was ever, it was ever going to, going to happen, but I took the actions in order to put that in, into place and give myself the possibility of it happening. So I'm, I'm kind of 50, 50 on it. So yes, I do believe that you do need to be aligned in your identity and who you believe you can be, because that it's going to help you to take those first steps in order to even create the possibility. But I don't believe that you have to fully believe that that is going to happen. And that if you don't, that it's not going to happen for you. Another great example of this, and actually this is recently in the news, is if you listen to any of Elon Musk's interviews, he Mm -hmm. has said, I never believed that we were going to be able to get, you know, any uh, commercial astronauts up into space 
or that we would that we would get them back like he actually bet against himself and they just landed yesterday you know so they just made history so there you need to take the action steps but i don't believe you have to fully engage in in thinking that this is going to happen because if you take the actions to make it happen then nature will take its course and the universe will deliver amazing so really what i'm hearing you say is you don't really have to believe that you can have the vision it's just all about taking action so i i i would say it's both but if you are still if that's like the final piece that you're missing i'm going to say it's okay keep going anyway <laughs> right would it be also fair to say like it sounds like to me like fake it until make it kind of yes um i i <laughs> to switch that around and so my my kind of model is own it until you make it so you're owning the identity of that person that that makes it and so you're not necessarily faking it but you know who you're going to be when you reach that goal and mm -hmm. so you're owning that person now yeah i like that a lot so how do you step into your vision when there's uncertainty especially right now it's really uncertainty time so like a lot of us staying just at home and doing nothing, maybe like just surfing online, right? So how do you really step into your vision now, now that the fact that perhaps now we have five months left? So what can we yeah. do? Yeah, 2020 has definitely been challenging, including for myself. I have definitely, I know there were, there was like a, a month or two there where same thing, like I just felt like I was getting sucked into all of that energy and I wasn't exactly sure how to get myself out but I did get myself out and where it comes from is it comes from again here right the way we use our mind but it's also the way that we use our body and so what happens externally we don't have any control over that we have we you know we like to think that we we can create control but really what it is is it's influencing the environment around us but we don't have 100% control over that what we do have control over is ourselves and that's where we can start to create our own certainty. And so I like to also tell my clients, you know, it's when, when you're trying to create confidence or certainty, what you're really doing is you're creating trust within yourself. Trust that you can step up and you, you can go into any situation and you will figure out a way to handle it. And so what we need to do is we need to create that sense of certainty within ourselves. And the way that we do that is we can actually what's called anchor, anchoring into our body, which is, you know, think of a time when you felt like unstoppable, you had uh, all this confidence in you and you can, you can go ahead and close your eyes and you can think about it. You know, what did you see? What did you hear? What was the feeling in your body? How were you standing? How were you breathing? Where was that feeling of certainty coming from? Was it from your stomach? Was it coming from your shoulders, your chest? And you can actually start to anchor this feeling into your body. And once you identify it, then you can produce that feeling whenever it is that you need. And it's also in what you tell yourself in the moment as well. So if you tell yourself, oh my goodness, like I, you know, all this uncertainty is getting to me. I feel so tired. I feel this. You're going to create more of that. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not talking about lying to yourself. It's not about lying to yourself either, but it's about tapping into the strength within that's already there. And so you do that by what you tell yourself, you do that in the way that you hold your body and you can put yourself back into that state of confidence, that state of certainty. And the more you do that, the more you feel like you're in control. 
Mm-hmm. And the more you'll be able to direct your actions, your vision, and where it is that you're headed, and you won't be reacting to what's going on around you. Absolutely. I like that. So yeah, it's a lot of to do with the mindset, right? You mentioned about what do you really tell yourself? Like, I guess what I'm hearing is like, you have to listen to yourself. What are you also, what are you really telling yourself, right? Yeah. Are you telling yourself you can't do this? Are you telling yourself I'm tired all the time? Are you telling yourself you're not good enough? Whatever the message you are telling, you just have to, because I, one thing I notice is like people don't even notice what they're telling themselves. Exactly. Right. So tell me, like, what is really a right mindset that can help people to, like, keep the momentum going and do the things they should be doing, like, a daily basis, especially? Yeah. So I'll expand on what you were just um, saying in regards to what you're telling yourself. And you have have multiple voices. Yeah. And, you know, some people think this is a bad thing, but it's actually a a very natural and normal thing. And the the question you need to ask yourself is which voice are you listening to? Because is it the voice of fear that's based on, you know, the reptilian brain that we've been given, which is based on survival? Or is it the voice of your gut and your soul that's coming through that's serving as your guidance system? Now, we also have these different personalities within us, right? So you could be a mother, a wife, a businesswoman, uh, an attorney, like all of these different people all in one. And you need to know which one to be in, the, in each moment. Mm-hmm. So if you are being the fearful, you know, uh, voice, the fearful personality, chances are, I'm going to say about 99% of the time, it's not the one that you need to be in. Even if there is a, a threat of fear there, it's not in the fearful state that you are going to be able to get through it. You need to go back into that certain state that I, no matter what, I'm going to find something within me that's going to help get me out of this. If you're going into a sales meeting, that's not the time for you to be in your <laughs> artist mode, right? Because the artist just wants to give all of their work away. So it, that's, that's the time where you want to be in either your manager or your entrepreneurial role because they're the ones that are there to serve their customers. They're the ones that are there to make the sale. Same thing with when you're coming home from work and you're going back into your relationship. If you are, you know, that type A personality at work and you bring that back into your relationship, whether it's your, your, uh, your marriage or your relationship with your kids, it's not going to work <laughs> because it's not the right role for the right time. And so we need to look at who are we being in what, what moment and what is the right role for us to take on in that moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, that's really good. I like that answer a lot. So you, really, like what I'm hearing is this: you get to like listen to yourself and then ask yourself, who do you get to be in order yes. to make the result or in order to make whatever you're yes. trying to accomplish, right? Mm-hmm. Can you give us an example? Like, what do you mean also like, you know, your way of being? I mean, I think there might be people don't understand what that means. Yeah, so um, one of my favorite ways to do this with myself as well as with clients is you can think of what are called archetypes. So you have a warrior within you, you have a sovereign within you, a king or a queen. You have a magician within you that can make magic and can make things happen. You have a lover within you. So you have these different archetypes and you can name each one, right? So let's say 
your your lover is Victoria, right? And so you name her Victoria. And then your war your warrior woman is Lexi, right? So and you're thinking about who you need to be in that moment, especially in regards to a relationship, right? Yeah. You need to be the warrior in that moment, or do you need to be the lover in that moment? Or maybe you need to bring that sovereign in, right? Queen Elizabeth, or who and you can you can give them names and it can even be based on your own name. So my name is Joanna, but I can change my name from Joanna to Joe to Joey. So these different forms and each one will call out a different type of personality with me. So usually Joey is the funny one, is the one that is just there to be silly and to play. And that's the one that comes forth when I'm, you know, around kids. Um, and, and so each each kind of like nickname that I have can bring forth different parts of my personality. And so I can use that to help guide me and to guide my mindset of, okay, what is the right part of me to step into right now? Mm -hmm. um, chances are it's not, you know, usually it's not the warrior, but of so many people, that's, that's the one that they're using to control themselves. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So I have another question about like success. What kind of people do really succeed? Is it a lot of to do with the mindset or is it a lot of to do with like you're just working hard or like who will really succeed? in this world. Yeah. Yeah. So from what I've been able to discover in my life is yeah. it's not the smartest and it's not the hardest working. It's the I love ones, that answer a lot. So tell yeah, me more. It's, it's the ones who take the most consistent action and continue to move forward. Mm -hmm. Because it's those small steps every day, even if they're failures, right? Even if you, like, like the Thomas Edison quote said, you know, I didn't have 10,000 failures. I figured out 10,000 ways that it didn't work. Mm -hmm. So taking yeah. those small steps. And so every single time it, you think of it as an experiment, you know, is it going exactly. to be this way or this way, or maybe it's going to go another direction that I didn't even, you know, expect. And so it's just taking those small, consistent steps every single day. And it's that consistency. Mm -hmm. that starts to create the success. It's not about working harder, right? We all know people that maybe they, they work a couple of hours a week or they'll go on a vacation and they still have money coming in because they yeah. have a whole team and a structure that's built to, to support, support that system. And it's certainly not talent or skill because there's a lot of incredibly talented people out there that have a lot of skills that are broke or are not in the stage of their life that they want to be in. So, yeah. so it's, true. Yeah. it's that, it's that consistency and that ability to continue to move forward no matter what. So what would you tell people like when they fail or sometimes they take action and, you know, like maybe they tried really hard and they failed. Right. And then what I'm hearing you say is really, instead of looking at it as a failure, maybe shift the perspective, look at an experiment or for yeah. me, the way I look at it is more like a lesson. So what did you really learn from that? right? Yeah. And what, what's your lesson from there? So what would you tell people like, you know, when they keep feeling like they're still failing, even though they're trying to shift their perspective as an maybe experiment, uh, what would you tell them? Yeah, we all have values in our life of what we want to feel and what we want to avoid feeling. And those values, we have like a, this unconscious list, list of values. And they're also in a certain order. So mm -hmm. for example, you may, your top value may be love and connection and my top value might be adventure, right? So we're going to live life very differently. Yeah. 
but then also not only do we have that list of values of what's important to us and, and what we don't want to feel, we have what are called these subconscious rules. And it's what has to happen in order for me to feel that. So in particular, when I'm working with someone that's experiencing imposter syndrome is I'm looking at what are their subconscious rules that they have in order for them to feel successful. Essentially, what's their definition of success? What has to happen in order for them to feel it? Mm. And usually, subconsciously, we have this entire list of rules. It's like a NASA point checklist of all these things that have to happen in order for me to feel successful. Mm. But on our list of what we don't want to feel, so if I, want, if I don't want to feel failure or rejection, only this one thing has to happen and I feel it. So it's super easy for me to feel what I don't want to feel. Mm -hmm. And it's super difficult for me to feel what I do want to feel. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how they get into that loop of imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. And I can't constantly feel like I'm failing or I'm just, I'm never going to, you know, be successful because I have all these things that I have to do in order for me to be worthy of success, which is all just unconscious BS, (laughs) you know, that, that we've either taught ourselves or someone else told us, or we're trying to meet this feeling of being worthy or being good enough. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm working with clients is I'm looking at what those subconscious rules are and then I try and flip them. So we work on, on turning it around. So that way the, what they want to feel becomes super easy. So instead of in order for me to be successful, I have to become a number one New York times bestselling author within a year of starting my business. Right. So that's their, their old story, old rules. And now I, you know, I feel successful any day I wake up and I start my morning writing off a hundred words or a thousand words. Mm-hmm. And so they're doing the act of success. And so they're allowing themselves to feel it every single day, which will then naturally, you know, start to take its course. Mm-hmm. And we will naturally start to want to feel more of that because it's what we want to feel. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, on the flip side of it, what they don't want to feel, failure and rejection. So the only time I feel like a failure is if I absolutely refuse to write that day and my computer went down and all of these things that basically are never going to happen, <laughs> you know, just it, not, not impossible to feel, but essentially now you be, you're back in control because you're deciding the only time I'm going to feel like a failure is if this happens, mm-hmm. you're making it much more difficult. And so when we can flip those around and make the failures difficult and make the, um, the successes and what we want to feel real super easy, then the subconscious action that, that you're taking starts to move in the direction of your goal. Yeah. Well, you mentioned about imposter syndrome, right? Tell us about a little more about that. And also, like, how do you overcome this imposter syndrome? Because I really believe like, a lot of women... We all experience that, you know, I think we still experience no matter where you are in your life, it seems like. Yeah. So imposter syndrome can show up at any time and in absolutely anyone. There's no one person that, you know, that doesn't get it. Like it's, it's just a part (laughs) of being human, but it becomes a problem when it's like this pervasive feeling every single day, it just gets worse and worse and it starts to drag you down. And no matter how how hard you work or how much success you have, you feel like if people found out I'm a fraud, then that's it. You know, everything would be over. Like you don't, you don't give yourself the credit that you deserve. I find this happens and this could happen to either the logical 
brain, right? So it, it happens a lot to engineers and scientists and, and people within the tech industry, but it also happens a lot to artists. And I found there's, there's kind of two different sides of this. So usually where it starts to come from, it originates at the root of a comparison. And what you're comparing yourself to is either some sort of standard of perfection, which is usually what the logical uh, people do, the engineers, the scientists, like everything has to be perfect. They have to know everything. If they don't know, then it means that they're not smart enough. They're not good enough. So they start to go into it that way. Or they are comparing themselves to someone else or to some sort of standard that doesn't even exist, which is what artists do. So, right. Because of art, there are no rules. Yeah. So you're, you're trying to compare yourself to something that doesn't even exist. So of course you're not going to feel successful, (laughs) you know, or you're trying to compare yourself to someone that has already had success, but they're 20, 30 years ahead of you. And so, you know, there's, again, there's all these subconscious rules that are coming up that usually come from some sort of a comparison. Yeah. So if we can stop the comparison and we can start to decide and go back to, okay, what is that definition Mm -hmm. of success and who I need to be, then we can start to overcome it. I like what you just said earlier, like we all experience that, right? And it's really, we are, it's not like we're supposed to experience, but it's like a part of the life we are going to experience no matter like who you are, where you are in, in your world. So I like that. So then these are the things that rooted from the comparison or perfectionist either, right? Either one or another, right? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. I think it's probably very true, especially comparison is really big. Nowadays in online, people check someone's profile, their friends, their whoever. And then, you know, they start looking at themselves and then it's the comparison is really like it's naturally comes, right? It, you you yes. didn't even know what are you doing, but you're literally comparing yourself, yourself to others. So the first things, I guess it sounds like then, we're going to find that I, when you go to someone's profile and you're feeling like jealous or, you know, you're feeling something and it makes you feel like you're nothing or nobody or you're not worthy. So that is probably the first thing we can notice. How do you overcome that? Yeah, we are living in an age of social media where we are comparing, um, I've seen this meme, we are comparing our behind the scenes to other people's highlight reels right? They're only showing the best of the best. And that's what we're seeing. And we think that's how things are supposed to be. Meanwhile, we see the behind the scenes of what we're going through. And we're like, well, that's not what we have. And Mm -hmm. so and it starts to create that feeling of I'm not good enough. And it starts to affect your self-esteem and the way that you see yourself. And then of course, (laughs) the actions that you're going to take. So oh my god, that makes me laugh so bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I definitely try to limit my, my social media usage. I go on there just to like interact in some of the groups and to, um, help people. But other than that, I have stopped scrolling my feed because I realized how false and fake it really is. Yeah. Very, very few people at, you know, like I said, those are, those are the the highlights of their day and of their life. It's not the entire story and it's not there for, for us to compare to. Yeah. We need to remember that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, I got to remember that too because yeah. it, like sometimes I just literally notice myself, like I get really jealous of like when I look at someone's profile. Yeah. 
the thing like you said like i really like what you say like it's really like part of the thing we're supposed to experience that actually makes me feel that oh i guess i'm not alone <laughs> yes yes um and, and I, in fact uh you know some of the best performing posts on social media are the ones that are the most real because you're people can relate to that they're yeah. like yeah that's exactly what i'm going through right now yeah. and by showing that and showing some vulnerability it allows that connection for other people to feel like, wow, okay, she understands me or mm -hmm. he understands what I'm going through. And so it, it can actually perform better than just showing those perfect moments. Mm -hmm. So you also mentioned about the perfectionist, right? So I think also a woman, we are, we do tend to be perfect quite a bit of time. Like, yes. so I even notice myself, like, again, like I do tend to be like, be perfect you know, for doing anything and everything in my life. So what would be your tip for women to overcome or maybe notice or the tip for them to overcome their perfectionist? Yeah, again, it goes back to what are those subconscious rules, right? At what point can you tell yourself, okay, it's good enough? Like, that's usually what mm -hmm. I ask my, myself. Like, I, I'm never trying to get to a state of perfect. I'm just trying to get to a state of good enough, of okay, what at what point is it going to where well, I feel more confident in it because mm -hmm. I'm, you know, it meets my standards, but I don't have to put all this energy and all this extra, you know, pressure on myself in order for it to be perfect. I'm not looking for perfect. I'm looking essentially to get a result, you know, out of anything that, that I do. So I'm looking at what's that point of good enough. And in particular, it's, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because it's exactly why I do the photo sessions, the portrait sessions with women, because mm -hmm. that's where they're the most critical. Mm -hmm. That's where they're always trying to meet that standard of perfection, whether it's in their hair and makeup, you know, the way that they look, whether it's what they're wearing, whether it's, oh, I hate the way my nose looks, or I hate this about my, or, you know, the more I can see in that photo session if, if she starts tearing herself apart, the more I know that this is the same pattern that she's doing outside of the photo session. It's, mm. not, it's not actually about the photos. You know, we can, we can try and fool ourselves all we want and say it's, you know, it's about the way that we look, but it doesn't come from there because yeah. that confidence comes from within and the way that we see ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like how you do one thing, how you do everything, right? Exactly. If it's showing up for you in your one area, it's going to show up everywhere in your life. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. thank you so much. So the last question, like what legacy do you want to leave this world? I think it does come back to that is that, you know, you, you are good enough and you do have something here to contribute. You know, we're all on some sort of a path and it's not to be what anyone else tells us to be. It's who we decide we are and who we decide we want to be. Mm -hmm. And it, your past doesn't matter. You know, we've all been through something. Some of us have, you know, more traumatic stories than others. It's not about what happened to you. It's about what you can take that, that story of the past and what you can transform it into heading into the future. And no matter what, I do believe that there's a, a new story that is available to every single one of us. And it's just up to us to, to capture it and to transform it into what we want it to be. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being my, on, on my podcast and thank you for, thank you for sharing your wisdom. It was an honor.